Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That's right. You're listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. The alternative underground dive bar fan podcast of the Seattle Mariners. Brought to you by OB City Entertainment. And now, the host of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast, Myron Sutner. What up? This is episode 13 of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. The alternative underground, in the shadows, back alley, secret society, Speak Easy, Dive Bar Style Podcast, a fan podcast about the Seattle Mariners. Look, hey, thanks for coming back. Thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast and getting the word out. Thanks for the feedback. Check us out on all the socials. We're really enjoying the love. And if you have any more like questions or, you know, more in-depth statements to make, you can always hit us up on our Gmail, which is ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. Look, I'm going to go right out here and acknowledge this. There has not been an episode for 10 or 11 days, and there was a reason for that. And I think we all know what that reason was. Everybody needed a little bit of a Mariner break. Just a little bit of a 
break for us people with opinions and feelings about the Mariners. It was just time to take a breather and let things kind of unfold and kind of fix themselves as far as what I'm saying, I guess, is that the Mariners were not doing very well. If you have not paid attention, now they've kind of right the ship. We've let you know a little bit of cooler heads prevail, and we are back. But in that meantime, I've actually traveled up here to Seattle and went to four games. It was a lot of fun. I actually got down on the field for batting practice for one of the games. We'll get into that on another episode. For today's episode, episode 13, we recorded at Vault 177, which is a bar and restaurant in Richmond Beach, which is in Shoreline, Washington, which if you are not a local from Seattle, it is just north of, just right at the city limits, just above the city limits, just north of Seattle. It's a really, really nice place. They actually have a bowling alley connected to the restaurant called Spin Bowling Alley. It is uh, a really nice place, really nice owner named Joe. Shout out to Joe for letting us record there on this episode. Hanno from Edmonds returns. Also returning to the show is Parmesan LeBron and Chris Copacino. Talked about the venue we were going to record in. Uh, We talk about whether I'm ever going to get a cease and assist letter for the name of this podcast fingers crossed knock on some wood that never happens uh we also just kind of talk about you know where the mariners are at and where we want to see them you know what are our like short-term goals that we want to see for this long-term season we also kind of reflect on some lineups in the past and you know just do a compare and contrast of like hey we used to have this lineup now we have this lineup and we just kind of go through some old Mariner stuff and just have a good time. And I uh, hope you can sit back, relax, check it out. Here's episode 13 of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm recording right now. I almost gave up golf. Out in uh, Ireland? No. For, for, during during Trump's presidency. Oh yeah, because he was such a dick. I'd see him go out there yeah. and play golf, you know, with that fucking dumb outfit. And I was like, it, it too much to me. Like represented, like just being a, a rich, dumb white asshole. And I like, and I and I struggle with it. So I, I damn near give it up. I never, I've just never gotten into golf. It's too, I'm, it's too, it's too honky for me. I love the it's game. Just, it, it, it is, it is, I've it never, is. I've never gotten I, into it. Uncomfortably just, so, actually. Well, here's what I here's I want I don't want to say names, but uh, there's just people that I watch their posts and it's all about I'm here at this golf course I and I got a cigar I and I got a Corona yeah. on a golf and I'm course. I'm dressed like an asshole. And right. you're just like, I get it. Are you? Is this a success? If that's a success, uh, if that's a sign of success, yeah, right. I'm so happy to be the 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 uh, at on on the other end of that. I will tell you this. This is why like, I was in Ireland for almost three weeks playing golf. For a, a part of that, and uh, what's cool about it over there, it's like the people's game. It's not like this fucking bougie white bread. It's everyone plays golf, and they all play on public courses, and it's all good. So there's no, there's no, you know, everyone's. It's not an exclusive thing. It's a. It's, it's not. A, it's an inclusive everyone, thing. Everyone belongs to a club of golf, but it's not like this. Oh, you belong to this, and there's no bullshit about it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, my friends, we all belong there. We go play golf. That's not a. Hard concept. So, so it's awesome. I love it. And everyone plays it. He, uh, 
Parmesan LeBron used to work at a golf course, right? And so you guys actually know some, (laughs) you guys know somebody in common or have met somebody or Uh, several people. Yes, but uh, who's the guy from your 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 golf club that uh, you were? Well, we got a uh, well. I don't. Uh, the former president of the Mariners. Oh, Chuck Armstrong. No, the other guy, the guy oh, that got in trouble. The real peach. What's his name? I don't know. What was the guy that? Kevin Mather. Kevin Mathers. Yeah. Did you ever work with Kevin Mathers? I did. Okay. Mather. Mather. Okay. Singular, not Mathers, not like, not, not like not like the Beav, not like, not like multiple the, Mathers. No, he no. was he was not Wally and no. uh, Beaver Cleavers yeah, and Ward well, Ward's son. We, the whole, yeah. uh, Mariners don't, organization. We, don't, we, we don't need to get wound up early on that. I, we, I if you, I have a lot to say, but I won't say about. Oh uh, no, but that, that's a teaser for upcoming I episodes. A, no, Is this a teaser? Te- <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a no Myron, here on the ride, Brad. Don't push where it fucking hurts, man. Okay, I will. As we record here, right now at the time of the recording, we're recording here at Vault 177 in Richmond Beach. It is a nice place. Uh, Shoreline, Washington. In Shoreline, Washington. What? So Richmond Beach is not its own city. It's a neighborhood. It, yeah, it's a neighborhood. I played Shoreline a little bit of like a little bit of little bit of senior little league out here, but that's all I really know yeah. about it, except except for its beautiful views. This place though is right off of Richmond Beach Boulevard. I happen to be this. driving down here. Looking for a spot to do this recording. It was almost like it felt like a, a guy looking for like a mafioso looking for a place <laughs> like, yeah, this place looks like a good place dump, for a hit. Dump <laughs> a car here. Yeah. Yeah. I literally I was <laughs> looking for a place that had outlets. We checked out Daryl's. Like that's your one. Do you have outlets? I can see do you have outlets. I can <laughs> deal with the rest. I can get the right kind of crew down here to do one, the work. Two, <laughs> yeah, it's got outlets high everywhere. Uh, we, have, we have we have six wall outlets <laughs> so within listen, within reach. If you want to come right to Vault One Seventy Seven and charge and power your anything. power anything, you're good. Power goes out. You know, <laughs> listen, times are tough. Times are tough. You might have some. The kids might need to do homework, but you know, you spent all the money on you know put all the money on the Mariners. You know, early you said by the quarter of the season you were going to be in first place. You've lost money. Your place has went out of power. You can come here and you can charge your phones, laptops, you know, whatever. You could bring a printer if, in here. If anyone made a quarter of a season bet, like you, you, you can't bet on baseball that way. Uh, it's a long. Well, we can talk about that later. But like, did, uh, did I, it, did I'm getting kind of mad at the fatalists of the, the Mariners. Did life. everyone in the restaurant just start listening to the podcast? They did. Unanimously? They did all. Yeah. yeah. All nice. eight hundred of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am. I am getting tired of this. Attention with indifference. I told you guys to go live uh, during extra innings and look what happened. This is with this game. Look what happened immediately as I walked outside yes. to take a refreshing walk in the uh, brisk, cool air. Yeah, to do n- just to walk, just to get some fresh air. Yeah, I'm gonna have one hell of an editing job. We're waiting here for Hanno, but we are at Vault 177 on Richmond Beach Boulevard. They have lots of TVs. This is a great place to come watch a game. Look, they got a Mariners banner right there that I didn't even really take in. It makes it official. I got Chris Copacino from episode eight. Is that true? That was your first episode. You're going to be here more often, a regular here. Tell us again for the people now that, you know, the last time we talked to you, it sounded like you were in a war zone. Uh, with the connection right, right. Uh, that was a lot it, of that connections. Well, that 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 episode, I've already put a disclaimer. It's not your fault. It's my. It's a good episode, but we just were 
happened to be like kind of just testing stuff out and then we just had a good enough time and then i was like fuck it i'm gonna just post yeah. it and just you know we're gonna weed out the the uh audio nerds right yeah, right off right. the bat this is a this is a gritty grimy <laughs> podcast <laughs> this is guerrilla warfare when there it comes go, to podcasting it is. We're, it we're is. podcasting in the streets <laughs> Anywhere, anytime, anywhere you <laughs> think that you shouldn't right. be recording. You got Wi-Fi. You got you know. outlets. We're there. So yeah. you got a rainy, rainy patio, but you got outlets. We're yeah. there. Yeah. We're, we're we'll, working we'll on t- this. We'll take a chance. This is live aid. What are the chances? Okay. <laughs> I saw, I saw the uh, the stairs going up to this uh, rooftop deck. Yeah. Upstairs, I want to know what that's about. There's a rooftop deck. Uh, maybe it's this building. Maybe Can you take that note for uh for for later in the summer? Please yes, I yeah. would. I you know. We are, st- you Can know, typically. I mean, we rent the entire building out. Officially, we're still in the uh, Is that spring. In the budget for the uh, for September once we hit playoff run. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I we should call. We him. throw rye bread uh, and and a uh, party here. I mean, corporate sponsors. Rye bread mustard party. Come on, give us give us a call if you want to sponsor us. We're uh, we're here. I'm still waiting for a cease and assist, uh, you know, order. But until then. We're gonna keep rocking, I mean, and you know what? If they come at me with that, one thing that they can't take away is my spirit I'd and the content. I bet on the chance of a cease and desist. Thirty thirty-one percent is what I'm saying. Thirty-one percent. Thirty-one percent. Three out of ten chance. Three out of ten chance that you might receive paperwork. I have a backup name. That's not bad. That's <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty. Because here's the here's the deal. They can odds. take away that. They can take away the five T-shirts that I've that I've made and three sweatshirts that I have not taken any money for. I've just made them as a fan. But they can't take away the content and they can't take away the stories and the people, and that's fine. But right now, I'm still gonna roll under the flag uh, of, I, I, of rye bread and mustard. I think you're. I think you're fine. I think I think you've shown use. And uh, it's ingredients. Look, I'd yeah. like to say something. To that the was Mariners. his. That was his. That was his thing when it's I was feeling. Was, no, because I had. I had a few names. Mariners. Uh, we just like sandwiches. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sandwiches. I like them plain. I don't like any meat on them. <laughs> yeah. It's just ingredients. It's just you know a vegetarian sandwich. You know, and actually maybe you're not a. You can't afford meat. So <laughs> there, there you go. I, I, actually, it'd be I could I, if I have my laptop here. Uh, there's a site that we go to a lot in work. It's the trademark and copy. We could solve this pretty quickly. Actually, you know, I mean, do we have the internet here? We, could solve we do this. have the internet here. Do you do you want to know the answer? Do you, you use? Yeah. Do you own a? Do you own? A, do you work on Macs? I mean, the internet works on anything. I know, it? but can you navigate yourself on a Mac? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're gonna find <laughs> out right now. If we gotta change the I'm name. I'm not my dad. Like. <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> Let me upload this. And I don't know. This is Microsoft country, my friend. Yeah. So hey, I, that, I still, hey, you know what? I'm kind of. I still work on a PC. My my oh, daily work computer go. is a PC, and 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 I don't know why. This is a highly sophisticated business computer, and to use it, all you have to do is learn this. This is Macintosh from Apple, also a highly sophisticated business computer, and to use it, all you have to do is learn this. Now, you decide which one is more sophisticated. Macintosh, the computer for the rest of us. Hannah, I haven't seen you in a minute, man. I love it. Thanks for coming down here and talking about this shit. Hey, you got a new shirt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Chubby and Tubby. I love this. Hannah just showed up. You got the Chubby and Tubby Seattle. That's the original OG. And do you want to know something? My mom and my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> my mom and my aunt used to, like, be, like, they would clean the Freeze's house and do all kinds of, like, ma beyond maid service. Yeah. And we're really close with the Chubby and Tubby owners. <laughs> and here's the thing as a kid. Uh, but this is, like, when they were teenagers and stuff. But they they had a serious relationship with the family that owned Chubby and Tubby. And when I was a kid, they were like, you know, there's – I used to be like, Mom, how many Chubby and Tubbies are there? And they're like, there's two. And so as a kid, you're just like, you know, as a baseball collector, I thought just because they only had two locations, it was extra rare. Not like that they had a million locations. Like, there's only two. And we know where they're at. And we get a discount. Yeah. And I thought that was the coolest I love, thing. I like I love Chubby and Tubby. You'd be like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna do you want a wet you want wet gear or uh, snow tires? Got you covered. Yeah, what do you snow want? Tires. Do you want a machine gun and uh, cozy socks? No problem. Yeah. Whatever. That's you where want. that's where my dad would take me to get my cleats because we got a discount. <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it, it, whatever yeah. brands they were doing, it was like usually like pony. Yeah. Or you know, yeah. Rydell. Rydell. <laughs> like, I had some Rydell basketball shoes. you the kid shoes. who showed up in white cleats, that one kid every year? He's like, God damn it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? We're not the Oakland A's, They man. were on clearance, so I had we're no choice. We're fucking dark cleats. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> so, uh, let's catch Cano up to speed here. Yeah. So, what we want to do is we want to know if the, <laughs> the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast was a copyrighted, trademarked entity, and could we get in trouble for using it? Because some haters have brought that up to yeah. us. Yes. Well, and, you know. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to bring up the names. Yeah. But well, they're listening, they, they and you know, know what? They, they know who they are. You know what? This is your moment of knowing that you're a piece of shit or not. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Mom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just joking. After, after mom. No, no. No, there's 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 good news there's there's good news there's good news on a lot of fronts because the Mariners have one out. No, the Mariners have one out in the tenth uh, and they're up seven six and I'm gonna be in a lot better mood if they if they win. No, there's a shit ton. There's like there's like more than uh, uh, eighteen hundred trademarks for just for, that's good. If it's widely used, you're better. But here's what's important. I don't know if the Mariners own it. Uh, that would take some more looking into. So if the Mariners own it, Whoa. then then we can't then that would be a problem. But I don't I'm not entirely sure they do. Well, so that's that's my that's my uh, that's my verdict on that. Well, we're just gonna keep on rolling until we do get a season. Season desist. Thirty one percent. You have thirty one percent. Thirty one percent. I will take the thirty one percent. Listen, my sister Heidi told me that somebody that worked down at the Sloop Tavern. I can't really put my or hung out there or owned or something future future venue for the podcast right yes future venue we can be down there e er, as early as whenever the fuck we want we've we've been invited we're happy to be at the come down the sloop tavern we will that's in ballard if you've not been down the sloop tavern i would get down there pretty soon if you want to see it how it is now um that's for a whole nother podcast but somebody had what i'm trying to get to is somebody down there was selling bumper stickers and making a lot of money back in the 90s with the Visualize World Series. And the Mariners sent them a cease and assist order for that particular term. 
in the nineties. Yeah, uh, it was visualized World Series. They were bumper stickers, and 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 the Mariners logo was attached to World Series. See, that's the part I don't know. That's what I need to ask her. I, I bet that's the case because that's then then they get in trouble for Major League Baseball. That's that's just a cover your own ass uh, kind of bullshit, yeah. which is par for the course for that. And this is a f- and the other thing about this, this is a fan podcast. We're fans. We are fans. We listen. We're sitting right here at a table where I go, like I was saying, I was coming and I was checking out places down here. I went to Daryl's on Aurora. Just oh, wasn't I drank there when I was 19. Yeah, yeah I Darryl's. bet. <laughs> can, can I? Can, I've been t- so uh, some guys from work and I have gone to Daryl's before, and we're planning on going back. Yeah, because remember we used to go that. Yeah, because Ben, remember the Ben, <laughs> old the old bar. T- that's a whole other podcast. So this is a yeah. so no, this we, I mean, we yes we've been go- and I live like five minutes away from it now, and so, but uh, so so D- Daryl's the funny thing about Daryl's D- Daryl's Tavern it's what it's called right yeah but if you look at the name they write it, the way they write it on the fucking building, it's not apostrophe s it's <laughs> Daryl's yeah it's just Daryl's right so I have a lot of questions like yeah. did two dudes named Daryl's <laughs> own it start it <laughs> did did. Is it like a cl- private club for dudes named Daryl, which is small but mighty? I mean, I'm sure they drink. Like, it's. I have a lot of questions about it. Am I the only person that's going to throw out the Bob Newhart show reference right now? Daryl's? Yeah. I is that how it was spelled on the show? Uh, it's because I'm a year older than yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. A full year older. A that's full, right. Full, I mean, full year older, that means that happened in 80. Yeah. And I was, I came into the earth yeah. in 81. So back when I was watching ABC, um, when I was four months old. <laughs> Uh, it was Bob Newhart show. Yes. And it was, uh, there was a brother, Daryl, and then my other brother, Daryl, and my other brother, Daryl. M- maybe it's, a, I would love if that was true. It or, might be. Or maybe somebody said, hey, listen, do you need a name on the marquee? I yeah. got the guy. He's got, yeah. listen, he'll, he takes cash. <laughs> yeah, right. He'll actually do it for drinks. He came. Yeah. It took him a while. They got it up there. He didn't have an apostrophe. Yeah. And, you know, in his thing, he's like, sorry, I don't have it. Damn, <laughs> it sucks. Well, what's the bill? He looked at the bill, <laughs> and he didn't like this. Oh, well, if we put the apostrophe on, it's going to yeah. cost this. Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? They're driving down Aurora. Yeah. They were inclusive, and they didn't even know it. Just fucking all Daryls. Come on in. I've never looked at that place, and I th- <laughs> like, ever. Like, I have no idea that it was there in my life. And I drove over there. I went in there, and like I said, for tonight's vibe, it wasn't the right place, but one day in the middle of the afternoon, maybe a happy hour, grimy conversation, deep, like somebody that's a serious... <laughs> that's <laughs> there goes, there goes, Daryl's is great. We should go there on like 11.30 on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like for a degenerate episode. No, it kind of looks like the uh, the line to get into Daryl's just starts at Jack in the Box and it just does. goes into it the does. bar. It actually starts at the Fred Meyer cigarette section, and then you ma- you work yeah. Well, I'm surprised you got parking there every time I remember it. They had about 10 Lincoln Continentals extended yeah, size. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I didn't really understand what that was about. Are they still there? <laughs> uh, yeah. You remember the yeah and like and they're like you guys just specialize in it or it's like pre-internet like why so many? <laughs> I just see they have like live music out there all the time they like do. in the like I don't know if it's just in the summers but it's like on the weekends. They have like a live band out there in the parking lot. I was at I was at Daryl's uh like March March 5th or 6th. 2021 and it was we were in there with these work friends and it's a packed packed bar and i'm like how the fuck did i not get covid i 1000 percent should have got covid italian blood 
It's true. Well, the war- it runs the, deep. If you're worried about going to Daryl's since it's summertime and you're worried about the dress code, it is jeans and cutoff t-shirts. You know, yeah. men or women. If you have jeans, bring them in. If you George, have George, play there. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like if you're there for some George Strait. <laughs> George Strait. You are straight. It is but, good. But don't worry if you uh, just come in a regular T-shirt. They will help you cut the yeah. T-shirt. The T-shirt yeah. sleeves off at the door. I think we should cut this and then go to Daryl's and be like, "Hey, if if you le- if you we'll, we'll we'll use this if you give us free drinks when we record there. That just makes sense." Yeah. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Yes, sorry. We've been, if you've been listening, if I left this in, we were just kind of... It's a series win. Makes food taste better. Hey, I mean, I'll tell you what, I was going to be rather annoyed if they fucking lost a series to the <laughs> Orioles. I would have been, I would have been rather, I, it's, I, I'm at that age now where it just annoys me, you know, kind of burn it. God damn it. Yeah, and the, the whole thing about it is, too, it's hard to, I'm, why this victory of this and winning the series is so important. It's important to this podcast because, listen, if you're going to have a team that's, you know, you know, not doing anything for you, not yeah. winning, not like for me when the Seahawks win. Yeah, I'll listen to the radio all week right. when we have a chance. When we lose, I'm that kind of guy. Tune out. I, I, I tune out. I do when, too. When we're game planning on Friday, I jump back in, and that's yeah. how it is. So I can't hear about it. Listen, Seattle Mariners, if you're listening to this, keep winning. You're helping out the podcast. We're happy to be here. It's episode 13. We are at Vault 177 in Richmond Beach, off Richmond Beach Boulevard. Right next to uh, Spin Bowling Alley Lanes. I believe they're connected. This is a really cool place. Thanks to Joe, the owner, for letting us uh, set up here and do this. Today, again, I got Parmesan LeBron, Hanno from Edmonds. He's come all the way over to Richmond Beach. Thank you for coming, Hanno. And, of course, we got Chris Copacino from Copacino Fujicato. You nailed it. Former practicing. I do. I listen, man. I'm a professional. <laughs> uh, former, uh, you know, colleague of the Seattle Mariners. Why don't you refresh everybody what you used to do with the Seattle Mariners if you weren't listening to episode yeah. eight? Col- and if you haven't heard episode eight, go back and listen. Yeah, colleague, and uh, so uh, I, I I help with their marketing for uh, a couple, you know, several years. Uh, the agencies did the the marketing starting in 1998 when we were founded. And stopped working together in 2021, and then I, I was, you know, involved and around it a lot, and then ran uh, Seattle Mariners advertising from the agency side uh, for uh, for five years. So, yeah, that's that's your conne- the party. connected guy. No, not really at all. Not one you bit. were a connected guy once upon a time. Once upon a time, we're but we've been Mariners fans since yes, since we can remember yes. anything about baseball. Listen, you were connected a different way than I was to the Mariners a little bit. But we, we do have some connections. My uncle was a part-time bat boy for the Mariners in the uh, early 80s, late 70s. In fact, he was supposed to bat boy the 1979 World Series. No, 
what am I talking about? So that was a lie. The 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, wrong podcast. Way wrong podcast. No, the 1979 All-Star Game did not because he went on a date. Did not marry that woman. So uh, I thought we had a Goodwill hunting story here. I had to go, you know. No, miss, it's there. Missed the playoff game. This is the Goodwill hunting story that you wish Robin Williams would say in that <laughs> thing. Like, I skipped this game. Then what happened? I don't know. She w- made out with another guy that night. <laughs> and you missed game seven. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why you don't do that. Don't shit. listen to me. Don't do that. Listen to your heart. Um, so the Mariners, right now, since the last podcast that I did, my solo, my 30-minute, you know, Mariners special. Uh, we've wrapped up three series. We've had the Oakland series, the Houston series, and now the Baltimore Orioles series. And, look, we've won two of the three. How are we feeling right now as Mariner fans, as real Mariner fans? Because if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're in, or you're just here to torture yourself. Either way, it's been a good nine, nine games, right? Since my last podcast, yeah, nice, nice long break here, uh, out here on the road with the Orioles. Uh, what do you think about this series here? Oh, it's a good series. It's just up and down every day, just like I kind of expected when I said so in the beginning of the year, Myron. You know, with us playing a little bit better than we did last year at times, but not thinking that we would be as good. Remember, I thought we'd have maybe 85 wins or so, but we could probably go plus or minus five. But it's just an up-and-down team. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like in the last nine games, we could have won eight of these games. Yeah. Uh, and that's the that's the hard part of it, especially when you're down, what, eight, nine games below 500. I have been... For over a week, I have no idea where the standings are. I have no idea where we are with this. We're seven games under 500 now. Thank you. That's Thank you. you just ruined the no-hitter for Myron. Yeah, no. I Seven games over 500 or under 500, but I had no idea where we were in the standings until I listened to the pregame today, and Dave Sims, right before the first pitch, goes, the Mariners are 11 and a half out of first place going into today. Then I just, going into today, and I was like, no. I literally had not looked at the standings in, what, 10 days? I've I've avoided it. But it doesn't really matter right now. Like, it just, I mean, you know, what, the the Washington Nationals, when they won it in 19, were, were 10 games under or something like that. Like, the the uh, the Braves last year I think were like at five hundred or just under five hundred at the break like you just you know like I get I get a little annoyed with the doom and gloom I like I want them to win too I get a fucking annoyed when they don't okay like but I also like and I'm also not fucking excited about where this season has been so far but I'll tell you what like you're not you got to hang in with a baseball team because it's like five seasons in one it's weird you know and like it just it fluctuates and you get hot at the right moment. You, you know, they're 11 and a half out right now, but they can make that up over a month and a half. They can make that up and be three or four games out. You get three or four games out, you never know what happens. You get hot again. So, like, this idea of, like, I think what's happened is because uh, the Seahawks have been the only good team, you had, like, the NFLization of uh, Major League Baseball where everyone, like, every game is so big. And it is. You want to win every fucking game. But, like, if you if you drop three in a row in the NFL, you're fucked. If you drop – if 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 you – 
if you lose 10 in Major League Baseball, you have a chance to make that up, you know? So you, people have to chill out and just enjoy it, man. Enjoy watching Julio every day. Enjoy, enjoy the ride. And this team has gotten torpedoed early on from the Hanniger thing, which has killed them. Oh, not a lot of teams go, okay, the guy that you bet on was going to be the middle of your order, you know, bopper. He's, he's going to go away in another freak injury. Like, you know, that's, that's a hard thing. So I think they're going to be just fine. If you can keep going five, get five wins out of nine games, five games out of nine games, yeah. five games out of nine. I mean, of course, hopefully you catch a wave and you get a winning streak versus the four. Like, we've had a couple of the four-plus losing streaks. It'd be yeah. great. You catch a couple of those. That brings you up. And then you go five out of nine, six out of ten. You're back in this at the end. And guess what? I'd rather be the chaser than the, you know, yeah. The person where you're watching it every day go away, which we've been there. Remember 2018? That's what that was like. I remember being on 4th of July, like, being greedy about, hey, we need to win the West. Shit, we couldn't even hold on to a wild card spot that year. You know, a lot of things happen. That's been the Mariners, you know, that's what the Mariners have been for the last few decades. It's been the one game short, but a lot of the times we've been up and watched things go the other way at the end of the year and i think this year i i'll still say it i think it's going to trend upwards kelnick will be back at some point i think i think the goal is to be 500 by uh by the break be 500 by the break and you got you give yourself a good chance because you, you can play really good in the second half and and win 90 games get in get be hot at the right moment so many of those teams for forever who make deep runs they're not the best teams all year but they get hot, you know, in August and September, and they ride that. So, like I told Myron yesterday, I said I'd like to see us be 38 and 40 by the end of this month. That means going 18 and 12. I would have preferred to go 20 and 10 to be right at 500, but two games under 500 coming into July would be a, a sweet deal. Our schedule's a lot easier than it has been. Month of May was tough, but uh, I think it's realistic for this team. I think hovering around 500, maybe not, you have to, like a hard thing. No, but hovering, of course not. Of course hover, not. Hovering around it would be great, and I would say hovering around it by the all-star break is pretty much the, the like, back, like, that's the worst I would like to be. Yeah, because you, you, you got you to gotta play hard. But, then, but, the, but the expanded playoff thing allows you a little bit of more grace this year. Because you can probably get a what you think Hanno 86, 87 wins and get in. Yeah, probably. I just want them to be around 500, like both you guys said, at the break, just so I know that they have to make a move at the deadline yeah. a month following, you know, or three weeks following. They, I, I want to see this team make a move to kind of give them a little nudge because they're going to need it. I mean, this this series right here, right? This is the second uh, road series win of the year for us. So this is kind of that turning point. Of, uh, of, of what we can keep doing on the road um, and keep that momentum going. Yeah, to win a series, again, is great to start off a road trip. They did this last time, though, in yep. New York. We were feeling good a couple of weeks ago, and then it turned around. I'm hoping they can go into Texas and take care of business and at least get two or three there and yep. one or three with Houston's good. Houston's, Houston's real good. Houston's a real good team. They're, they just got these huge players. They, and the thing is, they just keep letting stars go and bringing people up from their farm system, and it's just like plug and play, plug and play, plug and play. 
I happened to be able to get on the field this uh, past weekend uh, on the Saturday game, and I got to watch batting practice with the Mar- which was totally fun and totally cool. I want to save a lot of that experience for when the Ninja comes back on here. But the one thing is I also got to watch the Houston Astros and just the size of the players on that team are just they're they're huge. They're just like the different style of of team. They're just they're they're beatable, but they're also young and big and scary. And this is just a team like the Mariners are gonna have to and the organization's gonna have to constantly work towards winning the series against them during the year. And I think they've taken a step forward. We we look much more competitive. I think we've jumped off a lap where we were last year against them head-to-head to right now. I think it's still going in the right direction. Big not, like, Jose Altuve not withstanding, right? Yes. I, listen, I was looking at him. He was the only Astro that was out there watching the Mariners uh, work out and hit. And I was like, dude... If I'm on there, I'd be like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, actively cheating. Actively cheating. And then Julio, the naive youngster. Yeah. Love Julio. He's just nice to everybody. He was the guy who went over and greeted him, and I was like, don't yeah. do it, don't. Because he was walking towards third base. I'm like, don't do it. He went right in there and talked to him. Kiss the ring for a second. Kiss the ring. There may be no greater thrill in sports than the crack of a bat and the roar of a crowd as a small cowhide-covered ball hurtles a distant fence. It's baseball. Seattle Mariners baseball in the kingdom. And there is no greater enjoyment than being there. The game starts at 7.35 and not a moment before because, as the Mariners have always said, there will be no game before it's time. There's a lot of stats to look at. Yeah, I was Tor- Toro's on a seven-game hitting streak. Oh, there we go. The bo- I, the I was bo- hating Torrens. I was coming into today a little bit annoyed that I had to watch Torrens hit more, but then he had a good game. Today. Yeah, three hits so, will change your yeah, mind a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, I guess it's okay. <laughs> well, that's Show what Mariners tomorrow. do. That's what Mariners do. Once you call yeah. your friend and you yeah. bitch him out, you yeah. send this fucking rant of a text, they go off. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Jesse Winker is one of my guys. I'm sorry. I get into this dude. I tear into him. I, I just I have a hard time with the uh, you know, the friendly like, the hipster attitude. I know it's. I'll fuck you up. I'm sorry. I'm. I get it. He's a good locker room guy. He bought Taylor Trammell some cologne because he collects cologne. He's buying guys cologne. He's. Where did he's you a, get this information? On seven ten, you know, <laughs> Stacy makes R- all the sense in the world. Stacy Ross hitting cologne report. Need help? Yeah, and I've got 10 minutes to get to the radio station. Ah, here's the problem. Is it for you? Ever listen to KBLY? Should I? Stetson Cologne. Comfortable, easy to wear. And for that great smelling guy who started my car, I get off at six. Easy to wear, hard to resist. Stetson Pants. Yes, and as we're speaking right here, we're watching an interview of the uh, Mariners win, and they got my guy Jesse Winker up there. He's my guy. I like him. Here's the deal. I like <laughs> Jesse. Winker. I thought it was Jesse Stinker. I've never said that. I have called a morning track Winker, I, and, and the reason why I do that is because I think when he played in Cincinnati, those home runs were Cincinnati home runs. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, I'm just guessing. I think that would probably be true. I just call him uh, the guy that brought us Suarez. Yeah. Here, 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 here's my thing on Jesse Winker. I think uh, 
I was going to get your thought on this, Hanno. I think a couple of things. I think you're right about towering fly balls that get out of Great American but get caught other places. I think you're probably right about that. But his, like, you know, when you get into the geeky stats of baseball these days, his hard hit rate is good. He hits the ball hard. So at some point you just, you know, like the whole bullshit game of adjustments, which you hear all the time, but at some point if you just keep hitting the ball hard, you're going to be okay. And he's starting to hit the ball harder. And his baseball card says he's going to hit the ball hard most of the time. I think he's going to be just fine. Like I, and so I ask you to stay with him. I agree. You couldn't have said that any better. I'm staying with all the Mariners, but I'm also not afraid to go, hey, this guy is just, I'm, I'm not, a, there's other guys. I cannot wait until Justin Upton gets up there. Yeah, he went three for five today, two doubles walked, but he also led off the game going for a triple, which he doesn't need I to know. go for that triple. I, I don't like watching players that make m- running mistakes like that, especially first out, last out. You know, you don't make that yeah, at third base. Yeah, off double. And fast runners can make those mistakes. Go ahead and gamble. If you're not a speed guy, don't do it. I also just, I'm not a big fan of the outfielding. I'm just, I'm not as sold as when I hear, well, his career stats say this. Well, his career, well, you know what? It's, you know, Mother Nature can come and hit you and just it doesn't work anymore. And I don't know. I'm a, I hope we're not seeing that. I think baseball's more predictable than that. I think if you kind of do something, you do it. Like, what do you think, Hannah? I mean, I agree. I, I, I understand your point and everything, but... uh. I mean, look at who we've had in the past out there. I mean, it's a definite upgrade. Totally. In my opinion. Totally. Right, but to your point, right, with just the analytics, right? Like, you expect it it to continue on that trend. We've had Denard Spann out there who hit 300. I like like Denard Spann. So, I mean, when you got a a left fielder and a leadoff hitter, I think I texted him the the handle the other day. I said, you can't have a leadoff hitter that's hitting 209. Yeah, he might get the walks and this and that. I'm sorry. I just – I. I wish he was more of a dog. He has a really good uh, locker room personality. When I was down on the field, I watched him. He's cool. He's friends with everybody. It's good. But I like the Jesse Winker that was in New York. Yeah. And I like the way that the crowd was booing him. But what I didn't like was when he was like, we have a good, fun relationship where I kind of want a little bit of that Kenny Powers in him where he's yeah. just like, yeah, they're fucking trash. Yeah. They're trash fans. They yell stuff. We all know this. We're all going to agree with you. I like Jesse Winker when he wears the black hat. All right. I mean, I, I, I feel that. I think he has fun playing it. And what I like about him, what I actually do like about him, and like Ty France and Julio and, and what, what Kelnick needs to do to get back up here is they hit the ball all over the ballpark. Like, I'm, it's refreshing to see, you know, like, because p- players in Major League Baseball have gotten so pole happy over the last couple of years trying to yank everything. And all these guys hit the ball everywhere. It's so, like, I actually think that's going to be a trend that you come and see again is guys doing that because it makes it makes you a better hitter. It just makes you a better hitter, you know? Like, Julio thinks about up the middle the other way the whole time. That's why he can hit that ball out the right center. But then he gets quick, and he'll hit a 450-foot bomb to left field. It's like such, it's such a better way to hit. I think that's going to become more in vogue. Yeah, I mean, Major League Baseball kind of changed their – way of doing things, you know, the launch angle and everything. But like you said, Julio, wherever it's pitched, he hits it. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. Same with Ty France, like you said. So, yeah, and Kelnick, let's hope he, you know, he just got to cut down on the strikeouts too. Well, his whole thing is that they were just busting him outside with fastballs and also those breaking balls. You can't pull those. You know, and he's up there grinding the bat so fucking hard trying to yank everything, you know, and he's just like, like he's one of those guys who, like, he just like just, just, chill the fuck out, you know? 
and 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 he and so any time he did make contact, he just rolled over on it. So now what he's doing down there is he's been on a tear down there. He's hitting the ball the other way because with his speed, he could live in the left field corner. He could live in the gap. Just you know, and then and then a fastball on the inside, turn on it. You know, go because he's that quick. He'll be he's gonna be just fine. I know. Mario and I were talking about this the other day. There's there's people why there's reasons why people are, are worried about Kelnick, and I totally get it. Yeah, me too. Because we've had. We've had uh, we've had proxies here for we, we had Dustin Ackley and the, and the one I brought up to him the guy who he hits everywhere he's great is Jeremy Reed. Oh my god! Yeah, and then can't miss prospect yeah. Jose Montero Jesus Montero was that him the catcher from New York? The thing about Kelnick, the thing about Kelnick is that is the same thing they said about Dustin Ackley is that he like he likes to hit deep in counts you know which is okay in the minor leagues take your first pitch. Wait, and then you'll wait someone out for a fastball, and some at some point you get a fastball, you'll hit it. Kelnick tried to do that shit up here, and they <laughs> pitch number one slider strike one, pitch number two slider strike two. Okay, now you're fucking in like battle mode, you know, and like you got and and then he would let fastballs go by earlier in the count. You got to be aggressive up here. You got to the first fastball you see might be the best thing you see. You got to let it fly. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, shoot, when you get down in that hole like that. You're you're in trouble. On roller skates. Yeah, got to be aggressive. Got to get your so you can show you can hit early in the count, and then you work your way into deep in the counts like Edgar was able to. Yep. Best probably ever. So we'll see about him. It's interesting to see when they'll bring him up. I think they're well, have you know, success. I think yeah, I think it's I think it's the right move too. Yeah. I think uh, somebody else has a big say in if he gets brought up, and that's Taylor Trammell. He's played great. He's made great. What? You put his stats up against uh, Kelnick's this season. They're I mean, they're night and day. And yeah. I just listened to, you know, where I found out the uh, where I just listened to him talk. The same place where I found out that Winker bought him a bottle of cologne is because Taylor Trammell is a cologne connoisseur. He collects it, and you know it what? Seems on brand. It is on brand because he doesn't stink this year, okay? He's not stinking, but the best part of that conversation <laughs> that I heard was Stacy Rost on 710, the flagship station of the Seattle Mariners. Cheers. He was talking about all the mental training he's done since last summer. He's stuck to the process. He's kept his, you know, bat in the zone. You know, what's he hitting since he came back up? You know, yeah, he has like, what, 30 at-bats, maybe less than 30 at-bats, but he's hitting, um, what, 350? I'm not sure, but I agree with you. I was watching the other night, and I was thinking about him. He has improved. To me, I see him as the fourth outfielder on this team. You know, when they have a, you know, when when they have a good team with a good bench like him. I mean, he's pinch run, plays pretty solid defense. But I, I'll give it to you. He has improved, but. I, I don't. I don't see him as a starter, though. No, he can play out all three outfield positions. You know, like and and DH sometimes. I mean, that makes that makes a lot of sense. He's so. fundamentally sound, is what I like about him. We were talking about the fact that when when Jerry pulled off that deal for with Austin Nola, that got Ty France and Anthony Munoz in that deal too. That was actually billed as like the Taylor Trammell deal because he was like the top prospect in the Padres organization at that time. He's good. Oh, yeah, he is good. He, and he almost got plussed out because because if Kelnick could have stuck and Hamburger was healthy, there's no place for him to play. And, and then Julio and jumping. Him, right, and Julio up. They were turning him into a trade chip, and he still may be at some point, but, you know, that's that's good. I mean, this game's hard. He could be a, a very solid major leaguer with 20 home runs hit, 270, you know. 
not play every day, that's a good major league career. At uh, the the game we were at against uh, Oakland, uh, where he you know hosed hosed that player, right? Uh, it was like yeah. second inning or something, right? So yeah, he plays defense too, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just it was one of the one of the best throws I've seen in a while. Um, well, he circled the ball in right field, comes up, he throws like the. If you were watching a textbook, this is how you hold somebody on third base on yep. a, like a decent, you know, mid mid outfield fly ball that you could score on. He, you know, he does he doesn't make those big mistakes, but also I'm he's also a player even though I'm a big fan of him. He's also a player that we could be showcasing right now. Totally. Because at some point the people that we have right now are not going to be here at the end of the year. Not just because they get DFA'd. I still think Jerry's making a big trade. Uh, to Hanny's point, like maybe there's a deal out there. We'll see if Robbie Ray turns into an overpaid innings eater, and he's not your. He's going to be in this rotation because they're paying him. But he, you know, he just might not be what you expected from him. But he will give you six innings every time out, and he might be end up being a third or fourth starter, which is a really expensive one, and that's why it's not a long term deal. But they might go and try to get a, a starter at the. I think they probably need another starting pitcher at the deadline. I, I I I totally agree. But I had, I never thought. I mean, Robbie Ray is our ace, but I never thought he was an ace pitcher. Yeah, he had a great year last year. Yeah, I mean, he won the Cy Young. So did Ari Dickey. I mean, he had a good year. The M's paid him, you know. So Ra Dickey reference <laughs> only on the rye bread and mustard. So I mean, it's. It's ex- expectations from Seattle. We had to overpay to get somebody here. I'm glad he's here. You know, to be a number one, I don't consider him a Scherzer or a, a Verlander, you know, but he's in that next tier below. So, but he's our number one. So we got to roll with him. He, and he, I think he'll fit fine. Yes. As an innings eater and somebody that can also, you know, once in a while go out there and just shut everybody down and get on good runs, especially when you have a team that's, you know, possibly and supposedly going to have a bigger and better offense that if you give up four to five runs in a game, you know, no more than five runs in a game, you're giving the team a chance to win. Mariner catcher Mark Hill doesn't know we have hidden cameras. You guys ain't got no hidden cameras around here, do you? Oh, no, no. We just wanted to ask you about these two baseballs. Which one do you think is the whiter of the two, Mark? Well, I would say this one, it's all brand new and white. You picked this one here? Do you know which right. ball you just picked, Mark? You picked the Mariner's ball. No, you're kidding me. That's right. you got to be kidding. No. Ball night is Saturday, August 16th at the Kingdom. Every kid 14 and under gets a new baseball free. I like this baseball. I would come to ball night. You know what pepper is. That's what we're doing here. We're, like, throwing the ball around. We're playing a little, you know, we're playing a little catch. We're, we're figuring each other out. This is, you know, the start to the second quarter of the season, which the second quarter of the season has, you know, I think we're playing about 500 ball, which is better than, you know, under eight. I'm, that lineup's got to be better. I'm excited. What's the last thing you got to say to any of the Mariner pessimists before you check out here? Uh, a little bit of um, optimism from is the fact that they're still on the front end of their window. I think we talked about it when I was on the first time. They're on the, they're, they they were supposed to compete this year, but they weren't going to be her- they weren't the odds on favorite. They were going to be on their front end. They're still really young and unproven, so it's just going to be fun. I think to continue to watch it. Like and 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 has this season been under expectation so far? One hundred percent, one hundred percent has. How I envisioned it going, being competitive each game, but 
if they can come and pull this thing through and show like this group has it, that'll be even kind of more satisfying, be more fun. Yeah, and I I hope that's happening, and I hope I haven't deterred my uh, people that sit next to us at the spring at the uh, in our season tickets it's when all I go about to the Jesse game. Winker. It it's is. They love <laughs> Jesse Winker. I have to keep my mouth shut. I have to keep my mouth shut. It hurts. And listen, I I was excited for the trade. The thing is. I have to look at the positive in that. Like, who did we give away that I'm so upset about? Nobody. And you know what? I love the way Suarez has played because he was like this big afterthought. He is Kyle Seeger with a better attitude, and I and I like him. I like that's not a knock on Kyle Seeger, but he just didn't seem like yeah, a so big I'm locker room. He was a leader in a different way. This guy's all about keeping it light. This team could easily, easily turn on each other. They're not because they're young. They're still coming together when you're down there on the field. Like, I got lucky enough to go down there. You could really see that there's this positivity still there. I'm hoping to see that out. But also, as a Mariners fan, yes, I get why there's pessimistic people there. But also, as a Mariners fan and listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast, we have to celebrate some of those things. And I think totally. on upcoming episodes, we were talking before we went on here, we're going to make our all-time bus team, our all-time Crappy team, all-time frustration Hanno? team. The, the, all t- the all-time Mariners teams. Like, yeah. I actually, I, I couldn't sleep the other night. I, was, I, I started to go through the all-time best. You know, like, if you were going to do, like, at each position, who would be your all-time best? That's an interesting. But then, like, bust is funny and also just shit. Or, or, or just forgettable. Like, yeah, like, like, who plays second base? I don't know. You know, like Spike yeah. Owen. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> HR Boone. You can throw a lot of guys no, out there. That's on the good part, right? Like, yeah. just like the rand- the randoms, like uh, <laughs> Casper, Casper Wells. Casper oh, Wells. Mark Witten's definitely in the conversation for a good player for the, for the outfield for me. I still don't think a ball's hit harder <laughs> than the one he hit. You know that one? Yeah. At the Metrodome? Yeah. Hits so hard. And speaking of forgettable lineups, five years ago today, which I saw on Instagram at Mariners Ugh. Wired, Ugh. check this out. Five years ago, let me just batting first uh-huh. in right field, Ben Gamble. For, he falls in the forgettable. Ben uh, Gamble. But he was he was good. He had, had the long flowing hair. Great flowing hair. <laughs> in left field, there's two of them. Two like him and Fraley both. Had, like, I don't know. Okay. In left field. Gilmore, uh, Gilmore Heredia. Heredia, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's still playing. He's on a team somewhere. I had Braves. Not, I had had not heard his name in years until Frazier hit the home run in Boston, and they were selling it on. He hits the home run in Boston, and they immediately the broadcast was about that was the softest home run in the Statcast era since Heredia. <laughs> I think he beat him out. It was Heredia and Franklin Gutierrez. I was like, <laughs> wait a wait a fucking make him feel yeah, great about that around the pole. Batting third, yeah. Robinson Cano. Yeah, yeah. I would put him on the like just didn't deliver category. The bus like, list. Yeah, the, not quite a but yeah, just disappointment like the whole thing. Batting fourth, the designated hitter. Nelson Cruz. Boog Powell. Are you serious? Forgettable list, right? Boog Powell. And you gotta be really forgettable if your name's Boog or Boog God. and you, we don't remember. That's embarrassing. That. Tease it later uh, for a later part uh, podcast episode. I'll tell you that the I think I've told you the story off air that when my wife knew that I was completely insane about Mariners baseball, we weren't we were dating at this time, but it involves Adam Kennedy hitting fucking cleanup for the Mariners. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> at least Adam, he had a World Series ring. Uh, 
Yeah, it's like Boog Powell hitting cleanup. So go. Well, go, speaking go of your wife, let's hurry this up and get you out of here. Yeah. Batting fifth, Kyle Seeger, third base. Okay. Batting sixth, the first baseman, Danny Valencia. God. Batting seventh, the shortstop, Taylor Motter. What a dog shit lineup. It just it gets worse too from there. That's Zanino's probably in that lineup. Okay, right? let me bring it up because I did like this player and he's ha- and he had a pretty good major league career. The center fielder, Jared Dyson, good ball player, good ball player. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We got but, him late, but okay. But he was like a guy to come around the young guys. God, and what get a, that's a, that, that's, Bat- that's five years ago today. Today. Batting ninth, the catcher. And I'd love to have him back. And I've talked to Hanno about this Zanino? personally. Mike Zanino. Yeah. When we I were like, we were like, this guy hits up. 190 and 20 home runs. And this, we we're like, oh. unacceptable. And now that's like, can oh I see my. it? Can I just see that in real life? Real and, quick? And, yeah. And <laughs> this exists. And batting ninth. Oh, that was ninth. Mike Zanino, sorry. And our starting pitcher, Chris Bergman. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so listen, when you want to bitch and moan yeah. about the team. Yeah, what a great point. I actually saw some splits a guy put on Twitter from one year ago today, and the splits were between Jesse Winker and Ben Gamble, and Ben Gamble was hitting for a higher average. Sure, Ben Gamble was fun, and he was he was impressive. And what was the outfielder that we had last year that we traded to Cincinnati who had the long hair but was a non-vaxxer uh, that we traded? Fraley, his, Jake Fraley. Fraley was like a poor man's Ben Gamble. He was. That is a that I mean I can't. That's such a bad lineup. That, that is, that re- is like a non-competitive. We're gonna just roll it out. Read it out for fucking take it on the chin. Oh. Line up. Read it out. And we really have quickly. in our lifetime, God. we have about okay. thirty more years of God. stuff like that. Ben, okay, leading off, uh, leading off, playing right field, Ben Gamble, hitting <laughs> second, your left fielder, Guillermo Heredia, batting third, playing second base, Robinson Cano. Batting fourth as your DH, and I forgot he was on the uh, from Tampa Bay, if I remember correctly, because only a guy who comes from the south of the Mason-Dixon line can we name fucking Boog, Boog Powell, Kyle Seeger, third base, stalwart, just Danny Valencia. Remember Danny Valencia? Oh, God damn it. From Oakland. Playing first base, f- sure, why not? Taylor Motter. Playing shortstop, he came from Tampa. I think Boog came from. Was one of those guys. Like I've heard stories about, like they fucking hated his teammates. Hated him. Really? He was, yeah, he was like a he was like a dick who had uh, no success to warrant his dickness. You know, like he didn't do anything to be a dick. He just was a dick. Taylor Motter playing shortstop, batting seventh, uh, batting eighth. Jared Dyson, center field, good player for KC. Wasn't quite the same. We already talked about that. Mike, Z- and then batting ninth. Uh, catcher, as Dave Softy Mahler used to always do the, the, the chip or the the um, the carry from Atlanta. Mike Zanino, uh, <laughs> Mike Zanino, God, Mike Zanino, uh, most Italian-looking man I've ever seen. I can say that as an Italian. It's not gonna get me canceled. He is so Italian-looking. He's a very Italian-looking person. And that's, a good, that's a good thing. Sure, that's a compliment. You yeah, sure, canceled. sure it is. Chris and then Chris Bergman, uh, who I I don't I kind of now remember. I don't God, remember at all. God damn it! What a terrible lineup. Well, thank you. For, that gives me optimism. So listen, I want to end this on this particular podcast, this session here of Pepper, as I'd like to call it. Yeah, uh, cool. Flip on a, a positive flip. note. 
<laughs> would you rather be? What, where, I don't know where they were in the standings that year. Like, uh-huh. What year I'm was guessing that? not good. I no, mean, 17. Third in the AL West, six games below 500 for the. Yeah. For okay, the would you rather record. have that team six games below 500, or would you rather have this team at seven games below 500? No joke. I'll take what's going on right now. That must have been the first year of Cano's contract then, right? Uh, or second? No, not 2017. Five years from now? That oh, he scored. He, started, he signed a 10-year deal, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Was but with that lineup, we had we had Hanniger and Cruz at that time yeah. of that lineup. They must have both been yeah. hurt or something. That's a that's a terrible lineup. That feels like a getaway day lineup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getaway doubleheader. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta be on a plane. We're just gonna roll this <laughs> bullshit out here today. Oh, we had a we had a real real great lineup there. We had Vogelbach, Leonis oh. Martin, Yonder Alonso. That was an all-star team right there. I was excited for him when he got signed in that trade at the end, but he didn't pan out with the damn. A lot of players players have been sent to us that have been good and had good good numbers and had good seasons. And then, they yes, they come here, unfortunately, and it just doesn't work out, whether it's the the clubhouse or it's the the different pitching they're seeing or the stadium of the Jeff Cirillo effect. And that's what I'm afraid with. And that's what I'm most afraid. That's why I'm venting. That's why I'm deflecting. That's why I'm, you know, acting out about winkers. I'm afraid that's going to happen. I don't want that to happen. I just want that to be official. I want winker to succeed. He makes good contact. That's good. If he was up there flailing, that'd be one thing, but he hits the ball generally hard and that's a better thing than not. And I think today's gaff going to third base is just him trying to yeah, make just something. Yeah, just trying to do too much. All right, look, do too much. All right, you guys, you guys walk me off the ledge. Let's go, yeah. Winker. All right, that's episode 13, the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. Nothing to do with the Mariners. Just a fan, just a, just a couple of ingredients together that just seem like a good title. That means something to us. Thanks again to the Vault 177. Here in uh, Richmond Beach. Richmond Beach. Beach. Shoreline, Washington. Remember to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, get tattoos, whatever you got to do. We'll see you shortly here. We're going to be more regular with these episodes. We just needed a break. We just need, everybody needed a time to breathe. And listen, during that time, I went to four games, so I'm I'm still here with the Mariners. Way to let yourself breathe. <laughs> yeah, way to let myself breathe. Well, we won three of them, so go more. Let's go. We'll see you soon.